With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Chicago Bears have hired a new offensive coordinator. It is going to be Shane Waldron who will be directing this offense. What does that mean for Justin Fields? What does it mean for the Bears offense moving forward? Let's talk about that. But first, Sammy, let's start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. Thank you so much for being here. A little bit of housekeeping as we get started off the top of the show. Take it to the rank on Wednesday will not be happening. I have some other appointments that I've got to deal with. Everything is cool, but you know what? Sometimes you got to just push these things off. So unfortunately, we will not be with you live this week, but we will be back very soon. A lot of cool things happening over the next couple of weeks. Now, obviously, still a lot to sort through with the Chicago Bears as we are currently on the clock with a lot of different directions we can go with the Bears with the first pick, which who's going to be the quarterback. But one thing that we do know, Shane Waldron is going to be the offensive coordinator. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, we will be out in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, which means we'll be bringing you a lot of interviews. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with some of the Bears players who will be out there pitching some products, doing what they do. Uh, we'll run into our guys. I think Tyler Scott has uh, mentioned that he's likely going to be out there. So hopefully, we'll run into him. And uh, just really a really good uh, opportunity to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what happens at the Super Bowl for, you know, regardless of who you're a fan of, you want to go out there, you want to be a part of it, so we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look. And uh, with my experience, I'll be out there on Tuesday uh, through the game on Sunday, so looking forward to spending some time with you there. And before we talk about Shane Waldron, I think it's important uh, that we take an open uh, moment and an opportunity Oh, this. I don't want to say celebrate, but uh, congratulate the Green Bay Packers because now Jordan Love is officially a true Packer now that he has fallen to the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. And I know, listen, is it sad that we take joy in watching the, the Packers lose in the playoffs? Yeah, a little bit. I would love to be in the playoffs. I'll make no mistake about it. But at the same time, I will still relish in the fact that the Packers once again uh, fell off. And didn't play well. And it's weird to me. If my team lost in the playoffs, 
I would probably not go to social media and go scrolling through Instagram reels and, and looking at TikToks to be like, how sad for you? How sad are you that you care what the Bears fans think? Listen, I comment on football. I commented after every single one of those games. If you go on my reels, if you go on my Instagram, anything like that, I comment on football. I make picks on football. By the way, my picks, seven and three so far in the playoffs. For everybody out there who's like, this guy doesn't know what he's saying. I comment on football, and if your team lost, I'm sorry. I know that that sucks, but what a weirdo fan base the Packers are with like, oh, like you guys, like, yeah, we do. I mean, it is kind of funny when you guys lose time and time again because you have us so convinced that you're so good and you found this great quarterback. I, I, I think that Jordan Love is a fine player, and it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the season, like, ideally, like, he'll be like a Kirk Cousins type, like, ah, good quarterback. You'll win some games. You'll win some of the games that you should win. But when you ultimately go up against good teams, you're probably going to fall. Like, even if you go back to the week 18 against the Chicago Bears, we saw what Jordan Love did against the Dallas Cowboys. He scored 17 points against the Bears, and that was without Jalen Johnson. That was at home. So I knew that at some point, and Jaquan Brisker, uh, him and I have been trading some messages. I probably shouldn't say too much. But like, I'm on board with everything that Jaquan Brisker's been saying. Like, yeah, this team's going to get exposed a little bit. Like, it's one thing to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Everybody beats the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. But when it comes to a, a good team, and you knew at some point, like this guy, it's just like one of those dudes who, you you, you know, speaking of Las Vegas and the Super Bowl, you go to Vegas and you have a friend who gets on a hot streak and he's making bets, you know, on blackjack or craps or whatever it is and he's getting away with it somebody who's like winning five dollar yos or whatever it is whatever the rules are he's he's splitting tens and getting away with it eventually the house advantage catches up to you you can't escape it you know what i'm saying so there are only so many times where you can throw off your back foot and get away with it only so many times or float that's just throwing up floaters these 50-50 floaters, like it, it is not a sustainable thing. And we saw that against the Bears. And there's just times like, and, and Carmen and I were arguing about this one week where it's like, he's throwing like hail, he's playing three flies up. And uh, oh, I wish I, I wish we could talk about this because obviously we would be in disagreement. But at some point you knew that it was going to catch up to Jordan Love. And it absolutely did. And I think that the Packers have themselves a good quarterback. I think if you want to say like he is the next Brett Favre, like, yes, is he going to throw terrible, risky interceptions to lose them playoff games? Then yeah, maybe they do have the next Brett Favre. And for everybody who's also saying, well, this is the youngest team in the league. Like, shut up. Okay. The bears are a young team. The bears are a young team that are going to get younger. If you think about all the picks that the bears currently have, not figuring the wheeling and dealing that Ryan Poles is going to do right now and in the future, we're going to end up being one of the youngest teams in the league. And whether the quarterback is Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, we are going to be a very young team. And once you figure like Eddie, Eddie Jackson's probably gone, Cody Whitehair's probably gone, this team's going to be even younger. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
So as much as everybody wants to applaud the Green Bay Packers, and you know what? You snuck in as a a seven seed, got the perfect matchup in the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. But don't for a second think that we need to be afraid of the Green Bay Packers. Because remember last year, oh, Jacksonville came overcame a 27-point deficit against the against the uh LA Chargers. They took the Chiefs to the very end. They were so good. Oh, this Jacksonville team's going to come out of nowhere. They're going to be a force to reckon with. And then do they make the playoffs this year? They did not. They were overtaken by the Houston Texans. And for me, I look at like let's be honest, Detroit's a good team. They talk about young teams. They've done a nice job of building a young roster. That's a good team. The Packers are fine. They're okay. Jordan Love is fine. He's not elite. He's not like this isn't this isn't a team that we need to be afraid of. If anything, it looked like the Packers kind of like got away with some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they were very fortunate to be in the spot they were in. Aaron Jones carried them. What what is the future of Aaron Jones? Like, can he do this every year? He's already battling injuries. I don't think that we need to be afraid. We need to start talking and focusing in on the Chicago Bears and our future. And it's fine. You know what? If nobody wants to talk about us, and maybe it's for the best, but I think that the Bears are more of a team on the rise, given what is going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. And we'll start here with Shane Waldron. What kind of hire is this? Now, if you saw me on the Tape Never Lies Network, you know there was a little bit of a hesitation talking about Shane Waldron. I know that Brock Heward, one of the commentators up there in Washington who watches Seattle, was sitting there complaining a little bit about Shane Waldron. They don't run the ball. Here's the thing, and I know that we've seen this on Twitter too, with some Seattle fans like, good riddance, see you later. Your problem that my thing is like Shane Waldron with what he was working with was doing a magnificent job. You still had Geno Smith as your quarterback. Like that's the one thing that I think gets overlooked because I know a couple of people are like, well, they had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett didn't know how to use them. Like that's not a, that's not an offensive coordinator problem. The problem comes to the quarterback. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett each had over a hundred targets. Like they were targeted an absolute ton. Remember last year, Darnell Mooney, 61 targets, I believe it was somewhere in the sixties that needs to change. And whomever is going to be the number two wide receiver this season, whether it's somebody that they take in the draft, whether it's signing T Higgins or Mike Evans in the off season, they're going to be spreading out the targets pretty well. The Seahawks were also effective running the football as well. Kenneth Walker did pretty well. Zach Charbonnet did okay, like did okay. Like the Seahawks were still one of the better running teams in the NFL. Now I know that fans get upset, and especially Bears fans, especially the older Bears fans will be complaining about not running the football enough. I know that there's a a huge segment of the uh, Chicago uh, Bears fan base that no matter what we do, is not going to be said is going to say that we don't run the football enough but when you look at the numbers of what Shane Waldron was able to do with the Seattle Seahawks let me see if I got this here by the way the NFL research team god bless them they have not put this out um but they were still one of the better teams uh in running the is a run offense but here's the one thing uh that some of the staples and I'm taking this from an ESPN article uh some of the staples of a Waldron led offense the Seahawks led the NFL in play action usage uh, from 2012 to 2021 
but that fell off last year or the last couple of years once they traded Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson is an elite-level quarterback, and we might not have seen that in Denver, but it's still very good. So you got to love the fact that regardless of who the quarterback is going to be, they're going to be out there using play action, which is kind of a, I wish the Bears would have done a little bit more of that. When you have Justin Fields and you're not taking advantage of him, and I'm not talking about RPOs, but I'm like play action. We run the ball effectively. We've got good running backs. Khalil Herbert is a good running back. Roshan Johnson is going to be a good running back. And of course, uh, when the other guy, Geez Louise, why can't I think of his name? Uh, I was going to say Chuba Hubbard. Obviously, that's not right. But we have good running backs. It's 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 already the off season for me. I'm already I'm already getting started. And but in any event, we can run the football, and we have been able to run the ball effectively over the last couple of years, or throughout the entirety of the Bears organization. So more play action is going to be very beneficial. They also did a lot of uh, twelve personnel, multiple tight end. Pr- uh, multiple tight end formations, you know, the fourth highest rate in the league. And it, you hear a lot of people talking about 12 personnel. That means two tight ends. We saw a little bit of that. Uh, they tried to make it work with Bob Tunyon. You know, ideally, you would have the one tight end who can block, who is Cole Komet. Cole Komet can kind of do it all. The 49ers do this a lot too, although they use their, their fullback a little bit with Kyle Juszczyk. If the Bears can go out there, and find another tight end who can do well. And I, you know, put out the hypothetical, like what if we had Kyle Pitts or somebody who can catch the football run multiple tight end sets. That's going to benefit this team. It helps, it helps, you know, run blocking and it helps everything. And it really makes the, the offense more balanced and hopefully less predictable. And in terms of play calling the bears and Seahawks uh, were on opposite ends of the spectrum. And again, I'm taking this from an ESPN article. Um, for for called passes and runs in each of the last two seasons. Since two, 2022, this is according to ESPN, Seattle ranks sev- seventh in designed pass plays, 26th in designed runs, while the Bears were 30th in designed passes, third in designed run. I, I think that we would love to see that come more to the middle and see more of a balance. And I think we'll see that. I think a lot of times like game scripts and other things kind of dictate what you're able to do. And what I really love about Shane Waldron and what this really means is if you look back at his history. Uh, he started out with the new England Patriots. Obviously he's got the, the Sean McVay connection, which is everything that you want. You want that kind of connection uh, because of what he's been able to do. And you look at some of the quarterbacks that he's worked with and he's had success with, you know, guys like Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, uh, and most recently Geno Smith and Geno Smith revived his career. Geno Smith would have been out of the league a journeyman backup at best. But now he comes in and takes the Seahawks to the playoffs two years ago. They were there to the final day this season with Geno Smith. I think, again, the Seahawks fans who are sitting here trying to say that Shane Waldron was a problem. Shane Waldron was one of the reasons why this team was so successful. If you look at the Seahawks based on their quarterbacks, listen, I do all the the preseason predictions and all that stuff. A lot of what I do is based on the quarterback. And regardless, coming into last year, coming into last year when Gino or Drew Locke, we didn't know who it was going to be. I do those predictions in April, but or not April, but May. Going into that season two years ago, 2022, and you look at Gino Smith and you look at Drew Locke, you're like, I don't know how this team wins more than four games. They made the playoffs. 
So it is going to be a great benefit to anybody, like whichever quarterback is going to be the guy. It is going to be a great benefit. And and, uh, so for me, this is a great hire because of that. The experience that he's had with a multitude of quarterbacks, Jared Goff's not a mobile guy. Russell Wilson was. Geno Smith somewhere in the middle. We also look at the fact that he's been a play caller for a couple of seasons. You know, one of the things that one of the problems with Luke Getze is that he just didn't call plays before he became the offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. That was kind of a problem. You take a risk whenever you do this. Now, we saw in Houston this season, Bobby Slowick came in there, first-time play caller. He was very successful. He also had some continuity with D'Amico Ryans, both of those guys being on the same staff. So they were on the same page together. They come to Houston. Uh, it's a really a, a good opportunity. And you know what? They're in a division that's kind of dog-ass, if you're asking me. No offense to our producers who are huge Titan fans, but that's a terrible division. Uh, you got away with one right there, and that's fine. Sometimes it works out. Obviously, with Luke Getzey, it did not. Deontay Foreman. Jeez Louise, why could I not think of his name? So Luke Getzey, uh, you know what? I honestly, I don't have the vitriol that a lot of you have with with Luke Getzey. I think that, you know, he seemed like a, a good person. Uh, I would have liked to have had him with a little success. I was talking to somebody who's a Raiders fan. They're like, hey, can you give us a little bit of a, a breakdown of Getzey? And I'm like, well, I go, I don't, I don't necessarily love him on the Raiders. I would love him to go to a team that already has an established coach that can kind of help out. But you know what? He's got some experience for a couple of years calling plays. Maybe he'll go to to Las Vegas and do pretty well. And maybe that's a place that Justin Fields ends up. And let's talk about this for a moment. Because I think this is the one thing that everybody really wanted to know. They were wondering if the offensive coaching hire was going to be kind of a indicative of where the Bears were leaning at the quarterback position. And unfortunately for those people, uh, it, you, you really can't tell. I, I think that anybody, whether you're in the Justin Fields camp or whether you're in the Caleb Williams camp, you don't really get an opportunity to be like, wow, this, this kind of shows their hand, which is smart, which is one of the reasons why I believe that Ryan Poles wanted to go this direction. Number one, you've got an experienced play caller with a guy who probably wouldn't be able to, to be out there on the uh, free agent market, so to speak, had Pete Carroll not stepped aside. And by the way, Pete Carroll, uh, to this point, is not signed. I'm still of the mind that Pete Carroll was ready to retire, wanted to go upstairs, kind of do a Tom Coughlin type of thing where he's still involved with the organization. He's still friends uh, with John Schneider, so it's not like he wants to go anywhere. I'm sure he loves living in Seattle. He's a West Coast guy. He played his football at the University of Pacific down in uh, cent- that's Central eh, Stockton, California. That's kind of Stockton's weird. It's a weird place. So I think that the opportunity uh, for Shane Waldron to make a lateral move, which we don't see in the NFL a lot. We don't see a lot of guys making lateral moves who are good. You know what I'm saying? So I think that if Pete Carroll had stuck around for another another year or so, you know, he would have still stayed on as the offensive coordinator. He probably would not have made this move. That being said, you know, he was one of the most sought after offensive coordinators this off season, like he was at the top of the lot of lists, which is kind of why the bears moved as quickly as they did. They had to strike while the iron is hot. He could have actually ended up being a head coaching candidate at some spots. He had other opportunities. I know the new Orleans saints who, you know, were looking for uh, an offensive coordinator. He, he could have gone there. Although 
I don't know if they're head coaching. I don't know what their situation. Like he, he had opportunities to go other places, but he chose to come to the Chicago bears. He might not know who, which way the bears are leaning. Like there is some, there is some school of thought that the bears have not quite made up their mind of which way they're going. Shane Waldron might know. And I think that if you are coming into the situation and let's be quite honest, I know as polarizing as this issue has been for the Chicago bears. I think for a lot of people, they're like, this is a win-win situation. There's a lot of people like myself who believe that Justin Fields can win in this league would be a huge asset for the bears. You, you trade that number one pick away. You get another three years of number one picks. Maybe you get some dynamite wide receiver pass catcher, like Kyle, Pitt. who knows? Cause I even had put this out on Twitter uh, not too long ago that if you could trade and get a similar type of package for the number one pick that you got last year from the Carolina Panthers, like if the Atlanta Falcons said, we'll give you this year's number, what are they? Seven, this year's number seven, next year's number one. And Kyle Pitts, do you make that move? And a lot of people are like, we have a tight end. Like we've got Cole Komet who blocks Kyle Pitts. When you're playing fantasy football is a tight end. He's basically a, a, a tall slot receiver. I mean, he really is like, he's, he's a receiver. He's a pass catcher. He's not a blocker. You can run 12 personnel with him. He can get in somebody's way. Uh, he's a large human being that a defensive end would have to run around, but he's not like your, you know, pancake type of tight end who can kind of do it all. So he would, he would actually add to this offense in, in a, in a huge way. So that's what you can still do that, which is we understand the merit of that. We understand resetting the quarterback clock. So I think that when Shane Waldron is walking into this door, he's like, well, we're in a pretty good spot, whichever quarterback I'm working with. And he's got to know one way or the other, like, Hey, if it's like, if you obviously don't think that you can work with Justin Fields, then like, maybe this isn't the job with you because we haven't fully made up our minds. And I think, you know, and I, I hate to say this, Everybody knows that I'm a Justin Fields guy. I've supported Justin Fields. I will continue to support Justin Fields. The only way that I would never support Justin Fields is if he ended up as a member of the Green Bay Packers, which I don't think that we have any, I don't think we have a, we, we don't have to worry about that. My thing is this though, and I've mentioned this before, and I think that it's worth repeating here. The people that I talk to who either work for NFL teams or had worked for NFL teams, want to continue to work for whatever it is. The men and women that I talk to who are NFL connected, not fans, NFL connected, they all seem to believe that the Bears are going to be going with Caleb Williams. I think Greg Gabriel is the only one uh, who doesn't do it. And this doesn't count, guys. Like I know uh, Kyle Long, um, he's been you know pro-Justin Fields, Jay Cutler, has been uh, pro Justin Fields. Chris Long, obviously doing his podcast with his brother. He's also been in Justin Fields. Camp. I think a lot of the players uh, that come out tend to tend to agree with the fans, like Justin Fields should say, but people who work in team offices or the people who have worked in league, league team, works for teams, seem to think that resetting the quarterback clock, not passing on an elite player, like Caleb Williams, because there is a there is a belief among some of the scouts whom I have talked to who say you really wouldn't suffer 
you really wouldn't suffer too much if you started the season with Caleb Williams. Like Caleb Williams is good enough to where it's not a noticeable drop, but also has a ceiling to be much better. Uh, and whether you want to believe them or not, listen, you can talk to a hundred different scouts. You can get a hundred different views. Uh, we've talked to draft Dr. Phil, who also breaks down tape, who believes that this is an elite level player. That's fine. I understand the merit of both of them. I've said this plenty of times. We understand the merit of both of them, but Shane Waldron's going to be able to work with one of these guys and is probably going to get the best out of them. And they're going to be highly successful. I think what it truly comes down to, and this is just kind of the sense that I'm getting like, if you're asking me to make an educated guess, now we, you know how I feel, what I would do. What I would do does not matter. It's what Ryan Poles would do. I think a lot of this is going to come down to the interviews. And we saw last year that the Chicago Bears spent a lot of time with Darnell Wright, like really put him through the paces. And I really, truly believe that the Chicago Bears are going to do the same thing with Caleb Williams. And they're going to try to get him to crack and they're really going to try to get to him. You know, you saw it, and I, I, I like draft Dr. Phil. I don't mind a player that's emotional, that uh, is consoled by that. That stuff doesn't bother me. Like, grow up. Like, you're not Caleb, but like people who are arguing about that need to grow up. I think the Bears will really try to test him, and really try to see if they can get him to crack. I think that, you know, when you look back, one of the things that it reminds me of, and you know, he's become sort of, I guess he's a friend, uh, Ryan Leaf. And Ryan Leaf will talk about this. He's like, I, it was very apparent, like Ryan Leaf has been very open about this. And he said, it was very apparent that if you would have talked to me during the combine, you should not have drafted me. The signs were there. And I think that's what we're going to see uh, when the Bears start talking about Caleb Bunz, because I remember famously the Indianapolis Colts asked Ryan Leaf, like, hey, what do you do if you're the first overall pick in the draft? He's like, I'm going to Vegas and partying. And Peyton Manning said, what happens if we don't choose you? And he's like, I'm going to kick your ass for the next 20 years. So you'll get that sense from Caleb Williams. I have an opportunity to be coached up and things like that. But based on what they did with Darnell Wright last year, it leads me to believe they are going to put Caleb Williams through the paces. And if he ends up passing with flying colors that if they're like you know what we've seen it we're we're good we're gonna go with it there's a real good chance that he ends up getting drafted and that's just the sense that i get from people who have either coached have been in meetings have been scouts that is the sense that i'm getting whether i agree with that or not you know how i feel this is not an anti-justin take i just would hope that everybody regardless of what's going on and it's the same thing of what's happening with this Shane Waldron hire. Like it's out of our hands and we can sit here and, you know, bitch about it or do whatever. But at the end of the day, like we don't make these decisions. Our decision, our, our role is to go and support it. Now we can see it here and complain about it. And like, why didn't we look at this guy? Doesn't matter. Ryan Poles is going to make this decision and we're just going to go out there and hopefully enjoy bears football in a 20, 24. What I would like to see though, and I don't know if if this would be something because this would actually be a telltale sign. Now I know that Cliff Kingsbury has been out there interviewing for offensive coordinator positions. I would love for Cliff Kingsbury to be the quarterback's coach of this team. I don't know if he would accept that job. It's kind of a fall 
going from, you know, the head coach of a football team to being the quarterback's coach, but I think it'd be a great move for him and a great opportunity for him to to move up. Like if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury signed, you know, and again, if they did make this move, you'd be like, all right, well, they're drafted Caleb. So I don't know. I don't know if we should hold our breath, but uh, in any event, um, I would love to see that. I, w- I want to see a person who is an actual NFL quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury was what drafted by the Patriots. I believe it was. He spent time in a camp. I want an actual quarterback to be the quarterback's coach who can kind of lead him through these decisions. Somebody like even like Dan Orlovsky or something, he would never leave a TV job for that. But, you know, somebody who has gone through that, not a not an in theory guy, not a guy who's being promoted from quality control, like somebody who is an actual NFL quarterback, whether you're a practice squad player or not. Chase Daniel uh, would be an amazing mentor for a young quarterback and he's got connections to Luke to uh, to Luke Getzey. He's got connections to uh to Matt Eberflus. But in any event, uh that's where we stand right now. I think that, again, and I said this before, I said it's a great time to be a fan of the Chicago Bears. People are like this age poorly. Like it's not aging poorly. Our team's not aging poorly. We've got so much draft capital. We've got an embarrassment of riches at a quarterback decision. Not a lot of teams. Like think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're deciding between Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, and we've got Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. So things could be a lot worse. Uh, if you're the Tennessee Titans, how is your quarterback situation working out? Like it could be a lot worse. So I think we should relish it and enjoy it and look at it that way. Because regardless of what decision is made, I think it's going to end up being a win-win on both sides. Whether we take Caleb Williams and he comes out there and balls out, and is the quarterback that everybody thinks he's going to be. And Caleb Williams is much different than a lot of these quarterbacks coming in. I know we have generational talents that come out each and every year, which is why like, I don't want to be having this conversation about Drake May or any of these other guys. Like, Nope, it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. That's the only two guys that you can have a decision about. That's the only way that you can go out and do that. So... To me, that's all it is. So I want to say like, there's a lot to be thankful for for the Chicago Bears and what's going on. I want to say we're also thankful for Underdog Fantasy. Uh, the easiest way to play fantasy football is Underdog Fantasy. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I don't know if our code still works or not, but listen, it's the easiest way to be involved in fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. There are so many cool games you could play right now. Uh, by the way, PGA season. Is starting up. If you never played PGA Fantasy, it is one of the most enjoyable things to do. So we want to thank Underdog Fantasy for being up with us. And if you use the promo code SICK, your initial deposit will be uh, matched up to $100. Uh, big thanks to Anello and Sammy for putting this together. A very special uh, edition of this. My playoff picks will be on my Instagram uh, so and TikTok. So go check that out. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend about this and be ready. This is going to be a great offseason for the, for the Bears. Thank you so much for being here. And Sammy, why don't you go ahead and play us out? And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.